Hello, welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries. I am your host, Dr. Lewis, and I'm here to um, give a late night Bible study. This was on my heart to share with uh, Kingdom Living Ministries um, followers, and it's a mighty word that we need to hear in this season. Um, I thank you guys for tuning in, and I'm going to pray and get us started. Let's just jump right on into this profound topic. Let us bow our heads if you have the opportunity to do so and center ourselves. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you, God, thanking you for all that you're doing for your people, God. Thanking you for waking us up this morning. Thanking you for um, giving us understanding of your word today, God. Let no outside force interfere with your people receiving this word today and it planting and taking root in their hearts, God. Let this word come across without any distraction or any interference in any type of way. Bring your people forth to receive this message with complete understanding. We thank you in advance. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. So guys, if I had to title tonight's Bible study, it will be called simply Stop putting God in a box. Again, it's called stop putting God in a box. We're going to unlock God's limitless power tonight with his word. Because when we put God in a box, we put limits on God. And that's not fair to him. And you're not unlocking the, um, the blessings of God when we do that. So after tonight, after receiving this message, I pray over you guys that you will stop putting God in a box. Okay. And it's so important that us as believers to remember that, because I know for me, for example, guys, the way that I put God in a box in my past, I would throw out words like "Mm, he did it for them, but he's not going to do it for me. Oh, I did this ultimate sin that he completely disapprove of. And he he's he 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 doesn't he doesn't want to bless me. Oh, all the ne- negative words that you can think of, I put it on him. I repent for that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. As I think about it, as I think about the limits that I put on God, I should be further along in life, my growth and development in him. But because of the limits that I put on him, I've missed opportunities. I missed blessings. I missed understanding who God is. Because I here's another limit that I put on God. The limit was I will only open up my Bible on Sundays. I wasn't a Bible study type of girl. I would occasionally go to church on Sundays. I put a limit on how much information and how much education I will receive from spending time with him. That's a limit on God. Think about in your own personal life, lives, how many limits and what kind of limits that you put on God. 
See, us as a people, we want God to bless us abundantly. We want endless blessings. We want blessings on top of blessings. How the song go? Blessings on blessings on blessings. Yes, we want the blessings like that. But we also don't want, a lot of us don't want to put in a work to receive the blessings of God or get proper understanding to know that God is mighty. God is almighty. He is, he is everything. He is the blessing. And we would know that if we would study him like we should see what I'm learning is the more and more and more that I get into my word to study him to seek him in every situation in my life I realize how big God is because guess what a lot of us read the Bible but a lot of us are not internalizing what we read those stories about the people in the Bible, the things that happened to them, the, the circumstances that they've experienced and the faith that a lot of them had that God showed up for them in mighty ways. That, those things really happen. And we see, tend to overlook the things that God has done for other people, thinking that. Oh, he's not going to do it for us. He just did it for them. That's an absolute lie. And see, the enemy is so crafty. He would make us believe that. Oh, he's only going to bless certain people and not us. Oh, he's just going to bypass your house. The thing about God that I appreciate is that he had grace for his people. How many times can you think of in your own life that God blessed you and you know you didn't deserve it? I know he blessed me in the midst of my mess and I did not deserve it. I did not deserve it. And if it was a mere human that was handing out the blessings, I wouldn't get it because the people would be looking at me saying, oh, she doesn't deserve it. She's not getting it. Think about how God is in our lives. His grace and patience with us. Thank you, God, for your grace and patience, God. Thank you, Father. But the limits that we put on God hinders us. We wonder why we aren't able to get to the next level. We wonder why our faith is weak because we don't study. Because we don't spend time with him, because we won't seek him, because we won't surrender our mess, our foolishness. We won't surrender that stuff to him. And we create limits on God by doing that. Mm, 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 mm. See, putting God in a box mentality is so detrimental to where we are going in the future. So think about this. Everybody is preparing for their new year resolution and, oh, they're going to do this. 2024 is going to be so profound. We're going to be so great and impactful and, and, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish this and this and this. Very few people are saying in 2024, or starting right now, I'm going to surrender my situations, my life, and everything concerning me to him. 
so he can get all the glory when I come up out of my mess. Why we give more respect, more authority to what we see than the thing than giving that to God. See, what I've learned is when we don't have faith in God and we don't trust him, we ain't pleasing him. And the Bible says that. But we need to make that embed that in our mind when we get an inkling of doubt. God can't do it. God won't do it. God ain't going to do this, this and that. We need to remember We need to remember who he is. Who he is. Think about this. I want you, when you get a chance, go and read Matthew 13, verse 53 through 58. That was the story about when Jesus was in Nazareth. He was performing his healings on people, right? And the people that knew him, they didn't receive that. Some of them, they disregarded him. They would say, oh, that's just the carpenter's son. Oh, he, you know, he just a neighborhood kid. Oh, he, I'm paraphrasing. And some of them believed and they were able to get their healings and blessings because they believed in who he was. But the people that said they knew him or they were familiar with him. Oh, they didn't take him serious. How many of us do that as believers? We just say, oh, that's Jesus. Oh, we'll put him in a box. We'll take him out when we need and when we think it's appropriate and put him right back in a box. How many of us do that right now to this day? Disregard who God is when we know who he is. A lot of us do that. How many friends, you know, say that they are Christians and you may look and say, wow, I never knew you were a Christian. Hmm. Because they're not loud and proud with it. They are not sharing and spreading the gospel about Jesus Christ. They are not doing the work of a Christian. Huh? Sounds familiar to me. But guess what? Those that do that, they limit their blessings from God. See, we can't, we got to stop treating God as if he has some limits or confining our relationship with him or only seeking him in specific situations. How many of us do that? How many of us do that? See, I'm going to give you guys some limited declarations that we do often I want you to remember them I said them before but I want you to remember them so when you find yourself saying them you can stop yourself in your tracks and say hey God is limitless my God is limitless God can't do that for me or he won't do that for me this situation is beyond God's help Those negative confessions contribute to confining God's power. We have to be careful what we say because it's life and death and the power of the tongue. We have to be careful. 
So we can't have selective faith because a lot of us have selective faith. Write these down. We cannot have selective faith as believers. Selective faith is when we only incorporate him in time of crisis. And after the crisis hit, we'll put them back in the box. When there's a crisis, we'll go through the motions. Oh, God, I need you. We be praying. Some of us praying in tongues. I mean, praying fast and doing all the work. Then when we get out of the crisis, we put them back in the box. Why do we think that that is acceptable to God? That If we would do that to a mere human being, they would call us fake. They wouldn't want to be affiliated with us. They wouldn't. So why would we think God would want less from us? We have to come to a place where we had build a relationship with Christ that is consistent. And that is authentic. We can't be fake with it. And see, that's a lot of us do that. We'll get the hooping and hollering, running around the church. First one on the altar call. First one on Bible study. First one serving. But our heart not right. The first one doing these things for clout. I don't want to I, I don't want to love God and study God for clout. I want to do it because that is where my heart belongs. He is my provider. He is my protector. He is my father. He is my God. He created me. He deserved. He sacrificed his son for me. This is what he deserves from me. This is my reasonable service of praising God and giving him all the glory. For everything that I have, everything that I do, every uh, milestone that I've accomplished, all that I am is due to Christ. That is an authentic reason for wanting to serve God. We have to be very honest with ourselves. Because when we don't accept, yeah, that's me. I have selective faith. When we don't accept it, we are in denial and it keeps us in bondage. And that is a trick of the enemy to keep us deceived and further away from Christ. So here's another thing that we do. We pray to God. Some of us, some of us pray to God for things. God, if you bless me with this, I'll spend more time with you. I call that transactional prayers. We have a tendency to treat prayer as a transaction, calling on God only when we need something. That is unacceptable. We cannot limit God by treating it like a transactional relationship. You're not bartering services from Christ. I'm telling y'all, if this message is not blessing me right now, listen, we are not bartering services from Christ. That's not a transactional relationship. Although 
when we serve him, when we do what he's telling us to do, he do give us blessings, but my God, he deserves it. He deserves all of our praise. He deserved a committed and dedicated relationship with him. Look at his sacrifice. There's not a human being on this earth that's going to sacrifice their son for you. Like Jesus did, like God did. God sacrificed his son to pay the price for the sins that we we did. If that was a mere human, the human would be like, well, my son ain't had nothing to do with that. Why do my son got to die for them? Let them die then they sin. That's what a mere human would do. But God loved us so much. He sacrificed his son so we could live. And we don't even appreciate that. Come on, come on. So there's power in the belief of the limitness of God. There's power in it when you know that, hey, my God is limitless. When you get that embedded in your mind, my God is limitless. Let's say it together right now before I go into it. My God is limitless. My God is limitless. My God is limitless. He can do all things. He can do all things. When we get that embedded in our mind and our heart and spirit, that will help build our faith, knowing that when we think back on how powerful he is, we know we can overcome anything. We can get over anything. His word says we are more than conquerors. So when those trials and tribulations hit us and we are in a sunken place and we like, Lord, but this is when we need to go back into screaming it to the heavens. My God is limitless. I am more than a conqueror. My God is mighty. My God is a deliverer. My God is, is everything. We defeat the enemy because the more and more we say that out loud, the more and more it's embedded in our heart. It's embedded in our mind. It gets embedded in our spirit. And the more we move in faith, that is how we can get things done in the physical realm. Trusting him. Think about this. When babies are born, they are innocent. Have you noticed when you have a toddler, a toddler can be rambunctious. They'll jump off of things. Things we, we see it as danger. Oh, danger is ahead. They can hurt themselves. They could break a bone or something like that. But toddlers are, they are adventurous. They are, <laughs> they don't have any limits in saying, oh, that's going to hurt or that's going to. That is how we should be with trusting God. We shouldn't have limits on him. We have to trust and believe that no matter what it looks like, no matter what the circumstances is going on right now, God got it covered because I trust him because I've given it to him. And I and I've heard from him. 
See, don't get that confused when you may hear somebody say, oh, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm just going to trust God. And that's just going to be that. A lot of times you have to be careful with people like that, because sometimes people will say that, but they haven't gone to God with the situation before they jumped and leaped. So don't be tricked because the enemy is crafty. The enemy is crafty when it comes to people just jumping out and doing things without of order, out of decency and order, without consulting God first. See, when you step out of alignment with Christ and just do what you want to do and say, oh, okay, I trust God. Hang on, let me fail. No, did you consult the father first? Did you get Get, did you get some answers from him first before you decided to do that? See, the enemy is very, very clever. Remember, if you go back and review some of the older studies I've expressed to a lot of you guys, the enemy has a diary on each and every one of us. And he knows our likes. He knows our triggers. He knows these things. So he's going to come at us very crafty. So he'll go to that rambunctious person and and and, and test testify you. Oh, let me see if if she'll uh, step outside of God's will and do this for me. So remember, when you have in faith, also when you have in faith in Christ, also remember before you make any decision, you need to consult Him. That's why you can't put limits on God. You can't have the God in a box mentality. It can't be a transactional relationship. Because you need him in every area of your life. Everything that you do. Every decision you make. So let's turn with me to Jeremiah 32, 17. I'm going to read it. It says, our sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. If, if you don't remember nothing else, remember this Jeremiah 32, 17. Basically, nothing is too hard for God. He you he's created the heavens and the earth by his power. Nothing is too hard for him. So any circumstances that you're going through right now, it may seem like hell. It may seem like there's no way out. Understand that nothing is new under the sun. Number one. Number two, that nothing is too hard for him. Let's go to Ephesians three verse twenty. I'm going to read it. It says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. There's no limits on God, y'all. You can't measure. We can't even imagine the power that he has. Let's go to I need y'all to write these scriptures down because you want to need to refer back to them, especially when you are in, when you're going through, when you're feeling like you're doubting, when you feeling like you're not putting your trust in him. When you feel that you had that God in a box mentality, go back and read this word. I promise you these scriptures will help you remember who he is. Let's go to Isaiah 40, verse 28. It says, do you not know? 
Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. No, we may not never know why he does certain things, but he knows it's his world. He is the creator of everything. He's not going to grow tired and weary like a mere human would. He is everlasting. Let me show y'all by God's track record. Let me remind you of God's track record so you won't forget who he is and his historical victories that's in the Bible. Let me just take you take you back down memory lane. Amen. Let's go to Exodus 14. Okay. When um when it was time um to cross the Red Sea. Where God miraculously parted the waters for the Israelites. Can you imagine being there? Seeing those waters part for them to walk across? Understand, no mere human can do that. Here's another one. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. With David and Goliath. Y'all remember this story? If you haven't, go back and read these stories. Where faith overcame a seemingly. Uh, I mean, this fight. He 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 already knew he was going to lose. That's what it, everybody would assume that he would lose the fight. Because Goliath was so much bigger than him. And he was he he had so much armor. He had he was so uh big and strong. And what David do? Come with a little old slingshot and a rock. Come on now. Come on now. And defeated Goliath. How was he how was David able to do that? By his faith in Christ. Let's go to Daniel 6. Remember, Daniel was protected in the, in the lion's den. Why was he protected? Because he had unwavering faith. He knew he had faith in God. My God is mighty. There's nothing going to happen to me. Understand the lion's den was set up for people that didn't bow down to those gods that they was instructed to. That was to deter them, to scare those people into submitting to false idols. But Daniel had sense to say, "Uh uh-uh, I don't care what it looked like. My God is mighty. My God is powerful. My God is unfailing. He is not going to leave me out here. Oh, throw me on over there with the lions. Or let's take it another step further. Go to Daniel 3. Y'all remember this? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How they survived the fiery furnace. Same thing. They came out of the fiery furnace with not, nope, they, they hair wasn't singed. No smoke even was on them because of the unwavering faith that they had in Christ because they knew how powerful and strong he was to deliver them. And let's look at the ultimate victory. Hallelujah. This is the last one I'm going to give you because the... I mean, we will be all night going through all of the different victories that God has won just in the Bible alone. The ultimate victory 
was when he resurrected Jesus, when Jesus conquered death from the grave after he was crucified on that cross. Hallelujah. So if he was able to do that for the people in the Bible, I want everyone that's listening under the sound of my breath. Think about a circumstance, a hard situation that you thought you was never coming out of that he has delivered you from, that you was able to overcome, that you was able to come up out of that thing because of God. We have to, these stories, these situations in the Bible, these were real people and real circumstances. And if you think back in comparison, a lot of these things was not even on the same wavelength, nowhere near what these people had gone through back in those times. And they was able to overcome. So why do we not? Think, or why isn't our faith strong to know that? Oh, we will overcome. Because guess what? God's power is limitless. When you leave this Bible study tonight, I want you guys to reflect also on how has God the God in a box mentality affected your personal relationship with God because we need to start there and get it right in what areas of your life do you find it challenging to trust God limitless power I want you guys to sit with that thing and really really be honest transparent and vulnerable with yourselves where did this start Because when we find out, when we think about where did this start, how has it affected us, and what has stopped us from trusting him, we can come out of it. We just have to dig, dig deep. We have to dig deep. Some of us have been broken by church hurt, by uh, abuse uh physical verbal all types of abuse and traumas we have to deal with where did we first doubt his power so once we get to the root of the problem we could pull that thing up from the root we could start pulling it up and start pouring in god's word and god's seed because we need to be fertilized with his word So we can grow in Christ. So we can spread the gospel. So we can be confident and know what we're talking about when we talk about our God. Because one thing for sure, I can't do it for you. No uh, deliverance ministry or, or church, none of these can't do it for you. You have to surrender that stuff and you have to be give it to God. And let him do his mighty work in you. So let's start from where this stuff was birthed. Because some of us are holding on to some bondages that we need to let go. And before 2024 hit, it needs to be let go now. There's no no more opportunity to delay, to delay your growth in Christ. Because see, a lot of us, if you look on social media right now, a lot of us is trying to get connected, say we believe is a Christ for clout. 
thinking it's clout right now. But see, God is not pleased with that person. God, this is not for clout. Your relationship with Christ is more important than anything in this world. So it's not no clout chasing over here. If you're not ready to be authentic and transparent for your deliverance and grow in Christ, you might as well give it up. You have to dig this stuff, this bondage up from the root in order to be free. I I pray that you got some understanding from this word tonight. We have to um, repent for our narrow minded thinking. So I'm going to say a prayer of repentance for all of us because I am I've put God in a box before. I've done this. So what I'm saying to you on this podcast tonight is not me just speaking to you. I am speaking to me as well. I've done that. But this is a daily work that we have to do and and something we have to remember. And the more and more we foster a relationship with him and connect with God, this will dry up. The limits that we put on God will dry up and we will be able to testify to someone else in need. Hallelujah. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you tonight thanking you, God. Thanking you, God, for your word that you put in me to spread to your people, God. Thanking you, God, for the for the, the pruning process. Thanking you for the Jesus boot camp you have put me in, God. Thank you, God, for the the, the training, the 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 just everything that you're doing right now in us to make us better, God. God, we repent right now for putting limits on you, God. We repent, God, for doubting you, God. We repent right now in the mighty name of Jesus because now we know better. We're going to do better. We're going to build a stronger relationship with you, God. We thank you for uh, teaching us in this moment. We thank you for your word that you've given us, God. Hallelujah. We thank you and we count it all joy because your lessons is to help us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I pray that this message has um, made you want to um, do things differently when it comes to um, your faith and growing closer to Christ and removing the limits that you may have had on him. Um, I pray that you guys um, share this word with others because someone else has is going through this at the moment and needs to hear this. Because we're not the only ones that have done this. And I pray that this this message bless you. Um, Thank you for topping in. I ask that you subscribe to our website. It's at www.kingdomliving.com. 
entertainment.com if you feel led to donate to our ministry you can click the donation tab and it'll take you to our donation page we thank you in advance for doing so um we are on we do live bible study each and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time we invite you guys to join us just uh go ahead and subscribe to our website and you will receive uh, information about how to connect with us on our live programs and how to connect with us via email. Um, I pray this message bless you and you guys have a beautiful uh, rest of your night. Mm-hmm.